Last week on Knights of the Roll Table, the Knights defeat a group of doppelgangers in the caves of Zeppelbrum Falls. They reveal that one of their kind was recently kidnapped, adding to the group's suspicion of the Crystal Council. The party continues through a portal to encounter a gelatamus, who imparts to them the second curio of Voop-de-doo, known as the Bigger Bracelet. Welcome to Knights of the Rolled Table, a 5th edition actual play podcast. My name is Chris Daly. I'll be your dungeon master for this evening. My name is Weston. I'll be playing Coach, the Dwarf Barbarian. And I'm Zach. I'll be playing Jarek, the Paladin Warlock. I'm Matt. I'll be playing Silius, the Half-Elf Sorcerer. I'm Jen. I'll be playing Sarsa, the Tiefling Cleric. Tiefling Cleric. Okay. <laughs> That's what I just <laughs> said, I'm just Chris. translating it, you know, just in case yeah, those, are the sub- yeah, those are the subtitles it's at the bottom. It's only going to get worse. <laughs> yeah, good. All right. As you guys landed back in Falcon Reach, um, Ramara, and she told you a little bit about their last uh, encounter with a mind flayer known as Gus Thorak in Darkwell Cavern. On the platform, she said her goodbye and kind of went on to try to find some more research and said she'd be in touch if she found anything, but also, likewise, if you guys found anything, to reach out and find her as soon as you could. Um, so it's right before, I'd say, uh, early sunset um, in Falcon Reach, and you guys all have um, some meetings and or possibly social engagements or dates that a couple <laughs> of members of uh, people that you have met here in Falcon Reach have Inquired, each one of you is going to meet them dates. individually. <laughs> well, can't be a date, um, uh, it's, it's getting close to that time. Uh, so what would you all like to do? Uh, I think Jarek doesn't really expect that it's meant to be a date, but he's covered in a giant lizard acid slobber, so he's going to need to wash up anyway. So if he's... If he's showering off or whatever, he's going to yeah, gussing same. himself yeah. up. Sars is probably yelling smelling. at him like, could you hurry up in there, all right? You're Couple not the only one who has a major my hair. Okay, so you make it back to the end. You're getting... oh, these inns have like personal bathrooms? That's uh, a I, fancy I, I inn, think man. There might be only one kind of an outhouse type of thing. There's not really a it's shower. There's upstairs pouring hot water down. <laughs> <laughs> sure, okay. There's... there's <laughs> Yeah, I'm guy to go up there. There's, we'll say there's a bathhouse uh, that you can go to, and there are a couple of gnomes that stand on high platforms. They're like, all right, here it comes, and they just <laughs> dump the water. If you want a second pour, it'll be uh, two copper. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll let you know in a couple minutes. Hot diggity. Wow, this is a good day for me. I'm going to pour it again. So Lance will totally also go in for this, because he is also likewise covered in coach slobber. <laughs> Coach Lizard's lobby. <laughs> yeah. All right. basically just a cue for the shower. Okay. You're there. welcome. At the bathhouse. What's the bathhouse called? What's the name of the bathhouse? The Slippery Lizard. <laughs> <laughs> now it is. We've already experienced that too much. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> no, that's that's great. That's that the name. Is, that's like stranger than fiction nonsense. I know <laughs> it's like, meant to be. It's like, of course it is. Of course it's called the Slippery Lizard. I don't like the name of this place. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm kind of wondering if... 
Maybe Coach is the best person to be wielding that mace. Hey, you know, I took care of business in there. Just because y'all didn't know how to keep your faces on the right bodies is not my problem. You ate me. I sure did. And me. Yeah. Uh, maybe I see your point a little bit. Salius, uh, could you maybe take a look at this bracelet? You said you knew what it, what it's doing there. Could you illuminate me a little bit? Oh, sure. My understanding from uh, from the book is that that will enable the wearer to, to grow to larger sizes. Oh, interesting, interesting. How big are we talking? I believe up to two times your size. Giant Much like a lizard. <laughs> you know, Coach, I, I might be in the market for a fresh mace. What do you say Ooh. we do a wee bit of a barter here? Well, you know, I could... Uh, I'll think about it. Give me till the morning. Fair enough. I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't mind seeing a, you know, it might be kind of fun to get all big and burly and massive. Hey, you guys aren't out there trading magic items, are you? I'm almost done in the shower. <laughs> Don't worry about it, Jarek. Everything's fine. All right, here comes your next pour. Oh, thank you. Oh. <laughs> really a dedicated gnomish community here to the service of That one had color. conditioner in it, sir. Oh, I can tell. Is that guava? <laughs> uh, papaya. Oh, nice. <laughs> That'll well, cost you extra. <laughs> well, eventually we all smell like Bath and yeah. Body Works. Uh, eventually you all smell wonderful and you have the scent of lilac and lavender and, and fruit papaya. and papaya. I never smelled so good. <laughs> <And> That's true. <laughs> Coach's muscles are glistening. Um, mm. They give you a little bit of a antioxidant rub down and, <laughs> um, and you're good to go. So... Um, do you guys say your goodbyes and uh, temporarily? And All right. Uh, so here's the deal. If I'm not back tonight, don't worry. But if I'm not back in the morning, then you can start to worry. All right? I want you to find wherever this coal went, and I want you to kill him for me. You got it. if I don't come back by the sunrise, that means something I didn't like went down. Should we find you first and then kill him or just kill him? No, just kill him. Okay. So let me... L- let everybody know where everyone is going. So Cole Flintspire, the tiefling uh, member of the council, who is a bard, uh, he's actually the in charge of Moonswallow, the bard college. Mm. Uh, he said he was going to buy you a drink and to meet you at the tavern that is nearby your inn, which is only like two blocks away. Mm-hmm. So you didn't have too far to go. Now, uh, we know that one of those doppelgring things are going to be uh, <laughs> probably infiltrating somebody here pretty powerful. So we need to do some uh, some reconnaissance on each of our individual little uh, dates that we have going on here. Mm. They're not dates. On each of our dates. <laughs> Maybe yours isn't. Wait, does Coach even have... Do you have an appointment this evening? Yes, uh, of course I do. Oh. I, I take offense to that. Why I, would I be the only one who doesn't have an appointment? I just didn't remember that happening. It you happened. guys think the council is dividing us up on purpose? Or uh, this is just a weird coincidence? I think it's definitely on purpose. Do you think we should be worried? I don't know. I mean, I know what a sucker you are for a pretty face there. I think I can handle myself, and I think you can handle yourself, and I think I- Coach can handle himself. <laughs> as long as nobody eats me again, I'll be fine. Well, that's not a proper date, then, is it? It's not a date. Jabin would be furious. 
Okay. All right, we're going to go on our dates. But keep a, <laughs> keep a close eye on these people. One of them's probably not who they say they are. Fair enough. Far enough where? <laughs> That's just... Let's Fair go. enough. Let's go. All right, so Sarsa heads to the tavern, which... What's the name of the tavern? Uh, the slipper? No. <laughs> <laughs> it was the cloud something. Ours or his? Uh, well, the the inn that you were staying at. Yeah, we're was staying at the cloud, cloud keeper, keeper inn. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what you can come up with the name of the tavern? It's the. Is it a nice tavern or a not nice tavern? It's a. It's like a uh, people go there for dates kind of tavern, but not. not it's not like formal. Weedledums. Weedledums. No. Yes. Okay. Fine. Weedledums. Weedledums. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sister Tavern to Weedledee. All right, so Sarsa heads off to Weedledum's Tavern. Uh, Callum, the dwarf coach, told you to meet him in the courtyard outside of the east wing of the palace. Okay. It's got some fountains, and uh, you'd actually walked by there before. That's where uh, you saw Ramara for the first time. So you know where that is. So you kind of head that way. Uh, Jarek was told to meet Kishara Fenro the Minister of Arcana, inside of her office. So that's inside the palace, inside of the Hot. East Wing, I believe. I believe it's East Wing. And then Salias, um, Nuzir, uh, told you to meet him in, in the, we'll, we'll say the second floor of the palace, and there's like a little uh, architecture. Terrace? terrace, yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you, the terrace, perfect. So you're meeting Nuzir in the palace terrace. Gotcha. On the second floor, kind of like an open air area. All right, so everybody heads off. We're going to start with Sarsa. You enter Weedledum's Tavern. It's a candlelit kind of uh, arrangement. You, you hear a couple of people, mostly couples, that are kind of hanging out inside of this tavern. There's candlelight. Uh, there are some sconces. There's a guy playing fiddle in the background, oh, but kind Sarsa of a slow. Oh, is so uncomfortable right now. <laughs> this is so not what she had in mind. And um, and you see uh, in kind of a far corner the light blue skin of Cole Flintspire, the barred tiefling. Yeah, Sars is like right about ready to just turn around and walk back out the door right as they make eye contact. Like she's like, oh, hell no. And then she sees And him. he holds up a drink and kind of. <sighs> so she kind of sighs and, and walks walks over there. Hello there. This is uh, quite a spot you found here, dear boy. Oh. Well, I've uh, only heard good things about it. Right. So, I mean, if you uh, if you want to have a drink, uh, I can. I'll buy you one. Fabulous. All right. I think I'm going to need at least one, if not more. For sure. He kind of snaps his fingers, and this little uh, <laughs> this this elf woman comes up, and she's like, "What can I get for you?" Um, whiskey. Whiskey, all right. Uh, I see what we can do. Double or triple or pint if you got one. Um, sure. And then she walks away. Comes back a minute later. And you guys aren't really talking at all. Like he's just kind of looking at you and kind of mm-hmm. waiting and waving, you know, nodding his head. And then she brings the drink and puts it in front of you. Mm-hmm. Kind of nods at uh, Cole and, just, and he'll say, um, we'll let you know if we need something else. So. Right. Sarsa. I. You don't uh, have many dates, uh, uh, do you? Not, not like this. No, no. I'm afraid. Uh, 
afraid I don't really make much time for, for proper romance. Well, as much as I'd like this to be a informal get-together, um, I, I, I think I should inter- uh, let you know a little bit more about myself. Hey, sure, um, let's, let's, let's do that. Um, you certainly are a flamboyant man. Well, I, I like my style. I like uh, having a little bit of comfort, you know, and I like to stand out. It's kind of a bard thing, you know, you have to be around and stand out and shine when you can. As a tiefling, you can't exactly fly under the radar now, Dad, or can you? I, no, I, I shouldn't. But, um, well, you know I'm the, the Dean of Students at uh, Moonswallow, the Bard College. Aye, yes, and, I um, think that was stated. Yeah, well, it's on the southern shore of Marrakesha, and um, most of the time I'm just in Svalcon Reach, and with all this... Uh, business of, uh, you know, killing the council, they wouldn't let me go back, so I just kind of wanted to let loose a little bit, or at least I want to give that impression. Mm. Uh, you mind if I reach across the table and hold your hand, just so people think that we're actually on a date? Ah, uh... Because uh, I'm going to be honest with you, Sarsa. It's not a date. Oh, thank God. Mm. That's fine, that's fine. Here, <laughs> she'll put her hand out. He kind of holds it, and you see he has a couple of uh, silver rings, and they're very lavishly adorned. There's a couple of like little cool skeletal designs, and there's some like little uh, woven uh, flower petals around one of them. And um, Sarsa, I I'm a pretty good judge of character, and oh, are you? Yeah, and I can tell that <laughs> despite your uh, love of the drink, that you're actually a good person. <laughs> It's a nasty rumor. You can't prove nothing. <laughs> I don't have to prove it. Well, have you ever trusted someone, but just only to find out that they weren't who you thought? I. Afraid I have. I kind of have that feeling about some people that I know. And oh, really? Because I have a target on my head, I need to tell somebody else. And you guys are in this now, but I don't think you're necessarily public enemy number one with the enemy public hero number one not sure how, how what really makes you that. think that you would be the one in the crosshairs if you're just running a bard's college no offense but well you know Cole Satori did say that he was out to kill all of the council members and I'm one of them so aye but I imagine well never mind continue listen I what I'm about to tell you is secret information and just in case something happens to me I feel like someone needs to know, and call it a hunch, but I, I want to be be able to believe you. All right. Well, I don't think everyone on the council is who they say they are. Oh, really? You know, I've got a bit of a bit of an inkling uh, that might be the case as well. But go on. What what makes you what makes you suspect that? It takes a drink. <laughs> because of what I found out two days ago. Then, we cut to Coach. Ooh! Intriguing! Man, this, uh, this fountain just is so peaceful. Hello, <laughs> where the heck that owl came from? I'm in the middle of a city. Coach! Yeah, why are you sneaking up on me? What sorry, the heck? What's sorry. that about? It's a monk thing, I guess. I, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't mean to... You can't just say, hi! 
Hello. I, I don't normally do that. All right. Sorry. Why'd you call me out here? Well, two reasons, really. I mean, one, I, I really appreciate you trying to talk to the other dwarves, giving him a, another out of the city, but I wanted to explain to you kind of what the history of this place was and why it might be difficult for you to convince anyone to leave. That would be nice if I have a little bit of insider information. Well, there's a... Have you ever heard of the legend of the Founder Stone? Absolutely not. Well, the dwarves that found Marcasia, they, the legend is, they um, believed that a worthy dwarf would be given great power and wisdom to lead the dwarves to a new age. And everyone thinks that it might be them or someone they know. Every 500 years, they have to remake this Founder Stone. Of course, no one knows where it is or, you know, uh, what it looks like. But what we do know is in two years' time, it's going to expire and we have to make another one. And another dwarf has to come along that's going to lead their people and, and keep the resources alive. It feeds the resources of this land. Uh, it's not the first time that uh, dwarves have put their faith into some kind of big leader type. It just seems like that's kind of what our culture does, generally. It's one of those things that's been passed down from mother dwarf to their kids over and over again, so everybody just believes it. Now, I don't know if it's true, but the belief is there so much that it's going to be hard to make anyone leave. That's why they're, So they all think that they are the ones who are going to remake this founder stone? Or it's, at least it's worth staying because... If they feel like, I think they feel if they leave, it's going to drain all of the energy and no one's going to make this founder stone in two years' time. And all of the night crystals and the natural resources will go dry. But nobody has any idea where this founder stone is. None. So if it does go missing or is compromised in any kind of way, this whole place is going to crash to the ground. Well, at least that's the legend. I just want to let you know that um, I don't know much about uh, mining or or I'm not that kind of dwarf. I took a different path. But I feel like I can trust you because of that mark on your arm. Ah. <gasps> and he undoes his wrappings on his forearm and you see a knight of the realm mark on his arm. Hey, you're one of, you're like Shh, uh, sh I am. You're like, like one of these. Yeah. Yeah, we're both both knights of the realm. That's great. All right. He kind of pats you on the shoulder. And, or not the shoulder, but the, the forearm. He gives you with that handshake that you've seen way back in respite. You know, the forearm to forearm handshake. And you kind of has that. He kind of puts his arm out to give you that handshake. Well, <laughs> it's, it's good to meet somebody else who... Uh, who also, you know, is part of the club. Who knows the uh, secret handshake? I do. Do you do you want to shake my hand, or I'll, I'll just put let's it just down. do another one of those brass the <laughs> arm grab this. Let, let's do it again. Okay. <laughs> he puts. <laughs> All right. Salias, so you walk into a uh, giant terrace. It's uh, made of this ivory and, and kind of stone marble and you see on the opposite end about 20 feet away from you 
at the different end, you see Nuzir. Ah, good, you came. Maybe yeah. you're not a waste of time after all. Yes, I just want to say before we start, this is not a date. Of course it's not a date. Oh, good. <laughs> Wait, why not? Salius, I believe a person has to prove their worth. So far, you and your friends have just proved that you like going around places and finding out things. But you do have magical abilities, and I believe that if harnessed, they might be worth more than a drop of water in a pond. Uh, thank you, I think. That's a bit of a veiled insult. Do there. you want to learn how to use your sorcerer magic? Yes, very much so. All right. Stay there and don't move. And then he kind of waves his hand in a semicircle and kind of does this thing with his fingers where he goes, and it lifts up his fingers. And then appearing under his fingers is a wolf-sized black dog. Wow. And he, he kind of strokes the back and he says, her name is Velkin. She is a dark hound called from the Shadowfell when I need assistance and require her presence. Slowly put out your hand. Palm up, please. Hello, Vel Velkin. So Velkin comes up to you and goes, <laughs> and just sniffs you a little bit. And after, after a beat, after a kind of a, a second, she licks your hand. Oh. Oh. And then steps back. That's very sweet. So you have a very sweet dog. Uh, it Monsieur. seems you are, in fact, just a half-elf sorcerer and not someone else. Who did? What did you think I was? Well, you never can be too sure. Well, I suppose that's what. Are you what you say you are? He puts out his hand to Velkin. Well, this is going to prove nothing to me. And then she sniffs and then licks. Says. Velkin is a dark hound of the Shadowfell. She is summoned by me, but she has no affiliation towards me. And she is a good filter to see who is real and who is imposing. Have you had uh, run-ins with any doppelgangers? Is that the problem that you're seeking out? <sighs> Doppelgangers, no. I have not had any run-ins with a doppelganger. I've heard that they are existing in the realm, but they are extremely rare and mostly keep to themselves. Why, do you ask? Oh, we just encountered three of them. Maybe what? more, maybe less. It's hard to tell with them. Where did you see these doppelgangers? Oh, you know, out and about. I forget the name of the place we went. Zeppelbrum Falls. We saw them at uh, Zeppelbrum Falls. Have you been? I don't like water. That explains the smell. Okay. Like I said before, you lack focus. Your wild magic has unpredictability, but it can be quite powerful, and I can show you how to channel your innate ability. You can. I'd be very interested in this. Tell me, Silius. What is an item that holds great value for you? Something you will never part with? Well, I, I, I suppose uh, I've traveled all over the realm to get this, this book. 
the first edition of Traveler's Guide to the Realm? That will be fine. Rather not part Hold of it. it close to you. Uh, oh, okay. He, like, hugs it to him. Okay. Now observe. I am going to use my connection to the shadow magic where my power comes from and focus my energy. And now I will attack you. Jarek. Kishara pours you a glass of wine. How was your journey out? Did you find anything interesting that could help us with the, with the search for Massimo? Well, we met some fine folks. I got swallowed by a giant lizard. And, oh my. Uh, oh dear. I think I can talk to plants, so that's, that's a cool thing. What? But, uh, you what can was talk going to on plants. Over? Well, there was these, uh, I don't know, like sprites, and they uh, charmed us. So, oh. temporary thing. But I'm were pretty they... sure if you have plants, I could talk to one. You were you were blessed by a chewinga. Yeah, they're, I think they're that's what tiny Sina elementals, very rare. Yeah, interesting. I'll that, uh, make Zeppel, note of that. Zeppel Brum Falls. Mm, yes, not many people venture into there. And what else did you find? Well, caves. Uh, let's see. Keep so in mind, I, I am your employer. All right. Well, what did I miss over here? Well, nothing too much. We've been continuing to do research. Mostly, most of our efforts have been trying to negotiate with the Dragonborn forces that are encroaching upon the east. But really? How'd that go? Still in negotiations. They are not satisfied with our offers and are demanding more, still threatening to invade unless we give in to their demands. What are they demanding? Resources, food, supplies, night crystals. Well, is that something you could give them? Some people in the council believe so, but some are against their tactics and their past history. They don't want to give them anything or they want to have some sort of a trial period. Filter them in slowly. Which of those people are you? <laughs> I try to take the path of least resistance. If I can avoid any entanglements, I try to filter my decisions through what would be best for the land. And in this case, what would you think that might be? Jarek, you seem to be a man of conflicting ideals. What brought you to this line of work? Well, that's a complicated question. I, uh, when you say line of work, can you further define that for me? You're an adventurer. You take dangerous jobs. You risk your life. But you also ran a tavern. Yeah, well... Uh I do my best to take care of myself, but you could say sometimes uh, adventures find me and I uh, find myself making choices I just feel compelled to, to make. Well, based on the mithril armor that you're wearing that your father sent you. Oh, oh well, uh, yeah. How would you know about that? 
I have my ways oh, of identifying things. And also, we found the package, and they let me know that it was sent by your father. Well, that makes sense. Okay, that's a lot <laughs> less mysterious than I found my, I found Sorry, my I, ways. Sorry, I, I am a wizard. Listen, like, why? What, what am I doing here? Why do you... It's probably not just about the fancy drinks and the... Well, no. Uh, here's some wine, oh, please. You. It's a little bit about the fancy drinks. I don't want to say no to the fancy drinks, but uh, um, why, why are you wanting to talk to me? I just need to know what you want out of all this before I can... Before I should tell you what I'm going to tell you. What do I want out of this? I mean, to take care of my friends, to do my best to, you know. Do you have allegiance to the realm? To Marcasia itself? Put your life on the line for what is best for this land. I simply want to make sure our goals align. Well, so you want my goals without telling your goals? My allegiance is to people I care about and to myself. And, you know, I tend to, well, honestly, when, when, when things go wrong, when things go bad and people end up in trouble, I tend to make the dumb decision of jumping in and helping them. So, like, if another place like Emberbrook happens, I'd probably be right in the middle of it against my better judgment. But, hmm. like, if I could resist that, I would. Let's hope that that doesn't happen. Cheers. She takes Cheers. a drink. Do you take a drink as well? I do. <laughs> okay. I know I we've been it. seeing these creatures that have been merging into each other, these the, mutations. <laughs> the sword in the scabbard. Drink the world, excellence, of time. You make the right decisions at all times. What? What? what is going on? I'm sorry. I. That's my... That's... Uh, what? That's my I, sword uh, talking. Your sword is yeah. talking to you. Well, it's actually, uh, it's actually an, an angel talking through the sword. To be technical um, about that, I'm kind of, uh, uh, I'm a little bit. I don't know. Cursed, you might call it. All right. Or, Do you? I mean, I have a spell to bless, remove a curse if you need to remove such an. I mean, if you want to give it a shot, yeah, that'd be great. Well, I'd have to prepare it, um, but... It's probably not going to work, honestly. <laughs> I've tried a lot of stuff. All right. uh, the angel talks to me through the sword. All and, right. Uh, in those situations that I stupidly make uh, decisions about, it's usually him uh, cheering me on. Well, here's one for the angels. If I can continue, uh, I, I know that we've been seeing all of these cross-mutated creatures... These beasts. Yeah. From, you know, dogs merge with snakes, as you've seen, to yeah. uh, flying griffins merge with wolves. And, and I'm sure you've seen other ones. That's way cooler than the snake dogs <laughs> that I've seen. Yes. Well, I don't think the beasts are particularly happy about being crossbred or, or mutated or whatever's happened to them, but I believe. Wait, you don't think they were born like that? Something's. No, I. Joining them? Well. I, too, have the power to commune with plants and trees. And oh, in the last we few... have something in common. <laughs> in the last few days, I've reached out to the Earth and the very lifelines of the planet. And the balance between the planes of existence, I believe, was cast off. Something happened about two months ago that shifted the power from one plane to another. And then, from what I can sense... That breach, the opening, whatever it was, was sealed. 
but the balance was still off. The vacuum of power needed to go somewhere, and it seems to have emerged here in Marcasia. This elemental energy needed to take a new form, and it returned in our realm and took the form of these beast hybrids. Hmm. Yeah, if you're expecting me to have some sort of revelation about <laughs> well, like planes and elements, like if I see any more poodle snakes, I can kill those for you. But <laughs> Well, tell me, when a creature is backed into a corner by a predator, what does it do? Well, I suppose it, uh, it either runs if it can or it stays frozen until it can fight. Exactly. I believe nature has been encroached on this realm for centuries, and now it's fighting back. Industry and technology are destroying the world. These mines, these floating ships, these night crystals being cut and, and burning wood con for construction, they're gutting into the very mountain. Nature's cries have been heard, and the power has shifted to grant them revenge. Hello, Knights of the Roll Table. This is Chris Daly, your Dungeon Master for Season 2 of the podcast. You know, we're about halfway through the season and I'm super enjoying being the DM, if not super nervous all the time. I think as a Dungeon Master, you have to give your players things they expect, but also challenge your players with things they'll never have dreamed of, like a bugbear chef or a gelatinous moose. I also love little mystery and intrigue, but the tricky thing about improvising a mystery is that you don't know how it's going to end. We'll see. That's part of the fun, isn't it? Anyway, we improved some of the equipment in this week's episode, and I think you can really hear the difference. Weston did a great job mixing in all the levels, and I'm having a good time editing the episodes. So I hope you're enjoying this season. I hope you're enjoying the podcast, and if not... Myself and the rest of the cast would love your feedback. Let us know what we can do better. Let us know what you love. We're doing this because we are addicted to D&D &D and getting together and having fun, but we also want to provide something entertaining with good quality production value. So if you enjoy the show, please consider taking a minute to leave a rating and review. You can do it on Apple Podcasts. You can do it on Spotify. You can do it on all the different podcast things you listen to. Uh, it just takes a minute, and it gets the word out about the show, and we really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much. If you are able to do that, we would really appreciate it. If you use the Twitter, please use the hashtag RolledTable, that's RolledTable, whenever you mention the show or have any questions for us or just want to mention any favorite moments. We do read all of our Twitter posts. Uh, I'm checking constantly just to see uh, if there's anything new. So uh, yeah, use the roll table hashtag and we'll definitely check it out. We'll see you virtually through the internet. If you want to be featured during our announcements, we can create a custom audio ad for you. If you're interested in advertising on the podcast, email us at knightsoftherolledtable at gmail.com. Weston Gardner, who did all of our theme music and does all the sound mixing and can make a custom RPG anthem for you, for your character, check out his audio skills at Make My Anthem. But also, he just started a Patreon, you guys, for Make My Anthem, which gets you access to his RPG music to use in your campaigns. And as a little tidbit as a little taste if you listen to the tavern music in the scenes with sarsa and cole flintspire 
that music is by Weston. The weird trippy sound effect music that's like three notes over and over again, that's mine. It's it's not that good. But man, get on that Patreon train, y'all. Make my anthem. Check out Make My Anthem on Patreon. If you want to see more of my D&D character art, which I'm actually good at, uh, check out Daily Tunes RPG on Instagram. I was doing Inktober, but just got so busy with all the work and this podcast, Inktober kind of took a sleepy dirt nap and never woke up. Maybe next year, Inktober. But you can see new artwork for our characters on our Instagram, at RollTable. Last week, we checked out Charlie the Gelatinous Moose and Bartleby Ticklefoot and his giant metal bird, Porto. Who knows who might show up this week? I mean, I know, but you don't, unless it's the future and you listen to this after you've looked at the drawings. Uh, time is hard. Check out our Twitter, at RollTable, where we are engaging with the D&D community. You can read our how-to D&D tips, get some role-play advice, see art and photos, and even play a little choose-your-own-adventure Twitter poll RPG. That's at RolledTable on Twitter. We also have a YouTube channel where you can listen to our podcast with a graphic you can look at that doesn't move for over an hour. It's great. Um, And finally, we know we are not the only D&D actual play podcast out there. There are so many so many out there but we think we're doing a good job and we think we are doing a good product and uh we really honestly thank you so much for listening and giving us a chance so that's all of our announcements now go out and make life an adventure back to sarsa sarsa's pretty deep into that whiskey pint glass assuming that she was given that uh yeah (laughs) it's been a couple uh, right. And also, can uh, I roll an insight check on just everything that he's kind of telling and what my vibe... Well, don't say you want to roll an insight check, but say, like, what what are you trying to figure out? Uh, I'm just trying to figure out if he has ulterior motives, like whether I trust what he's okay. um, telling yeah. me or if I think he's maybe putting on a farce because he's the doppelganger. Sure, yeah. Uh, roll yeah. Roll a insight check. Okay. That's a 12. Okay. Uh, with the 12, uh, you can tell he's being very forthcoming with you. He's he's um, hiding to the people around. Mm-hmm. He's being secretive and trying to put on this show that you're on a very uh, personalized, kind of leaning in close to you mm-hmm. uh, date. But he is trying to, you know, in a way that somebody maybe that is scared is trying to tell you mm-hmm. what's really going on. Okay. Sars is going to play along then and be kind of flirting like oh stop <laughs> well and he kind of strokes your hand and looks at you and his tail's kind of flittering back and forth behind him so tell me love what can I do to help you well I don't trust everyone on the council so what I'm going to tell you only I know and a few members of my faculty I need you as soon as you can to go to Moonswallow the Bard College Aye, you want me to go to the Bard College? I need you to find a student. His name is Bart. Bart. Or Bartholomew, I'm not sure which. All right. Bart was fine, I'll find Bart. I believe when you see him, he'll give you the answers that you're looking for. But don't tell anyone that you're going. But you need to go soon. You want me to go by myself, or can I No, you can take your friends. In fact, I encourage it. But if I go, if, if I... Let people know that this man 
exists, it might... Well, I already have a target on my head and I'm afraid it might put the target on other people's heads, including his own. Right. That's all so I can the, tell you. Well, you can't tell me what he looks like, what I'm looking for, anything, any... Trust me. You'll know. I don't know. Now, he takes another sip of his drink. You're quite lovely, Sasa. <laughs> and <laughs> I wish this it. was uh, uh, under different life-threatening circumstances. I would like to get to know you better. Well, truthfully, I don't hate you as much as I and thought And then all of a sudden, to. you hear this... <laughs> What was that? It sounded like an explosion of some sort. That can't be good. All right. Love, you stay here. I'm going to go look into it, all right? right, Be be careful. All right. And she's going to run outside. Okay, we're going to cut back to Coach. Yeah, so he was just this little guy. But man, he shot this arrow through this gate and the <laughs> gate just fell apart. I mean, it, it was just a little coach, arrow. Coach, coach, <laughs> that's fine. You don't have to tell me the whole story. It's fine. I, I believe you. It's, it's, we've all been through that. The knights share similar experiences. I've, I've been through things like that myself. And listen, I was made a knight of the realm a few years ago. I've tried to live my life on the good path, helping others. I made a mistake once of not helping someone I should have, and it cost me a great deal. So that's why I chose to devote my studies to my order. And you've got a lot of power with your magical items and your your friends. When it comes down to it, it's your friends, your family. That's what's important, not all these doodads and doohickeys that can change you. You don't have to tell me twice about that. All right. Don't let your rage overtake you. Remember who you are. My rage is one of my best parts. Mm-mm. You hear this? <laughs> you guys hear this? Oh, it's happening again. Oh, what? no. I've got to get back to the queen. Salias was right. Oh, man. Everywhere I go, it just explodes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should send me to your enemies. Just, just. And it's, and it's uh, you guys, uh, you hear that it's actually coming pretty close to where you are. It's it's pretty loud. But it's it's like almost like maybe the other side of where the palace is. Uh, well, here here we go. Now's one of those times. <laughs> All right, good luck. I've got to get back to the queen. And he runs off. He just kind of like leap, leap, leap. What? And he kind of jumps up on some sconces and like, and leaps up on a, a does balcony. He yell out, does he yell out parkour? parkour. Yeah, no, he does parkour, not. Parkour. <laughs> All right, cut. cut. Hold on. Oh, yeah. Coach mm-hmm. is going to fly after him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Coach goes. All right, little Chernobyl. (laughs) (laughs) And he's going to try and, like, jump up, and he's just going to keep flying. All right. (laughs) Toward the sound of the explosion. Coach flies up in the air. What's the speed of this? Uh, right. The flight spell. It's, it's, it's just, just the, your, your, it, your it, walk speed. movement speed, yeah. Okay, so you, you start flying up, and we'll come back to that in a second. Salias. Nuzir kind of twists his arm a little bit. Don't hold back. And he kind of... And he kind of shoots out something at Counter you. Counterspell. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll cast uh, Counterspell. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Um, remind me about Counterspell. What, uh, what right, I have to do. Uh, blah, blah, blah. I have to roll a... 
Something. Uh, if it's casting as well. Uh, so I, I guess the first question is if it's if it's a if the spell is three or less, uh, third level or less. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then it's then it'll this will do something. If it's more than that, I believe it has no effect. No, you have to roll for it. Oh, is it either way? Okay. Mm-hmm. There's a contest. It says if the creature is casting a spell of or lower. It just says of or lower. That's helpful. Its spell fails. If it's casting, oh, of higher. Okay, so if it's three or lower, then it just, its spell fails and has no effect. If it's casting a spell of my level, or of three or higher, then uh, make the ability check using your spell casting ability. The DC equals 10 plus the spell's level. So I have to roll to see if it cancels out. Okay. What level is the spell? It is a second level spell. So just, poof, nothing happens. So it just fizzles out. I, I, I can't demonstrate this ability, <laughs> this channeling, if you... D- good job on Counterspell. You well said done. not to hold back. Well, I... I <laughs> <laughs> Your stubbornness is infuriating me, but let me try to show you... All right, fine, I won't aim it at you. Okay. And he turns sideways. And he does the same thing, and he just kind of... <laughs> sorcerers covering their ability. Oh, I can cast Counterspell. And he just... And he shoots out this uh, kind of glowing blue ray, Ooh. and it kind of crackles. And you hear this... Big, booming kind of... He casts a Shatter. That was impressive. Into a wall, and it goes... Kind of cracks open and uh, it, and it's very loud and um, uh, kind Good of question because I also have shatter. Would Sarsa recognize that sound? Um. Yes. Yeah. It. You. You've heard it before. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Is it's a little. I'd checking. say probably it's a little different depending on like the caster and the source of magic. But yeah, it's a familiar kind of you know, kind of ringing. Got um. It. So that's. Uh, that's definitely what it was, but <laughs> uh, but you guys don't know that yet. Um, so he says, now I have been able to focus my energy through my item that I carry with me all the time. So now with your book channeling your ability, pick a spell that you've been having trouble with, maybe one that you want to focus a little bit harder on, concentrate, and then cast the spell at um, that plant over there. That is your enemy. The plant wants to kill you. This plant is evil. Evil plant. I'll I'll cast a chromatic orb at you. And just focus on the book. Mm -hmm. Focusing your power through the book. Go go ahead and... uh, Concentrate really hard. Okay. Go ahead and roll for chromatic orb. Yep. All right. Oh, real quick. All right, good. So I didn't. Uh, that was the wild magic check for the counter spell. All right, but <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna have you go ahead and roll on the wild magic table first, or after the chromatic orb. Right now, oh, because uh, earlier in the day, uh, in the cave, used uh, tides of chaos. Yes, that's true. So go ahead and roll for the wild magic table. All right, that's a fifty-six. Let's find out what that is. The wild magic table. table. What's going to happen to the wild magic table? You make my magic wild. We're all singing. All all of Silius' hair falls out. (laughs) 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 (laughs)
And then all what? of a sudden, Oof. chromatic orb doesn't happen because it just kind of stops for a second. And all of your hair <laughs> on top of your head ah. and your beard. Oh. <laughs> I look like a monk. <laughs> hey, at least the rest of your body is like freshly shaved. Nice. Uh, You're like take, a swimmer. That still takes a spell slot. Like though, a yeah. slippery lizard. Yeah. Well, that was, that, that did not, what? Well, that is your wild magic origin backfiring on you, is it? But what I'm trying to teach you is something that will help you with this ability. Oh, good. Now, channel your energy. Channel your focus and your magic through the book so that as you're holding it, as you're making contact with it, feel its power and your inspiration and let it shoot through you and cast Chromatic Orb again. And Salias, say it with meaning. Salias like takes a deep breath, closes his eyes, hugs the book a little bit closer to himself. Nat twenty. So, all right, what oh, color God. are you shooting the chromatic orb? Oh, right. God. That's going to be, it's a fire damage. Oh, fire damage on this plant. Okay. On this plant, because it's a plant. And so that's double my uh, dice roll, yeah? Jeez. Yep. All right. 30, 31 fire damage. <laughs> the orb shoots out fire, and this plant just, <laughs> just goes... <laughs> And, and also some of the wall behind it gets charred and it has sort of like this uh, negative uh, shadow outline of a plant <laughs> with a charred <laughs> blackened uh, uh, silhouette. And he says, there it is. Take that plant. Very good, Salius. Now let you use that power to give you more accuracy. And you have earned the feat, Elven Accuracy. I mean, really, sometimes I just want to steal stuff. Like, I wish I could just, mm -hmm. like, yes, yes, stuff and just, like, I understand. Like, that's basically what my dad did. And, uh, well, yes, I mean, uh, Jarek, uh, I appreciate gold, right? the you can get up off the couch. That's, I'm oh, glad sorry. that you made you, yourself is there, comfortable. Is there any more of the wine here? Uh, yes, there's more wine. Okay, yeah, let me have that. Pours a little bit more. Okay. Jarek, um, so what I was saying before is that. The plants, I believe, the nature itself in the realm is uh, are demanding revenge. And, well, I need someone that I can trust in this battle. I, I, th I think someone of your abilities, clearly you have an angel sword that is quite powerful. And your friends, I believe they have objects as well. Yeah, that know. that mace, let's be honest, that is not a usual mace. No. No. And did you find anything else? Yeah. What did you find? We found out that you we can't necessarily trust every member of the council, so I'm not going to tell you more until I know I can <laughs> trust you. Well, that's very smart of you. I, I don't blame you. I don't trust everyone either. Yeah, good call. Jarek, you and I, we're both humans. We don't get to enjoy life as long as other creatures around us. We have these amazing abilities, and yet those that are not as talented as us live for years beyond us. These other creatures it seems quite a waste, don't you think? I mean, we just have to make the most of it, right? I believe so. 
But what if I told you I could extend your years and enhance your abilities so you could live longer and have a more powerful existence? Something that would help you in your goals. I guess I'd want to know what it'd cost me. Well, it wouldn't cost you anything, just your devotion. Devotion to what? Well, to the land and to the realm. So in this, like, theoretical battle between nature and industry or whatever, what side exactly are you on? Nature. No matter what it has to do, because I saw a town taken to the ground by twig blights a few days ago. No matter what the cost, nature should always win. Well, I mean, I'm usually on the side of nature. That seems like the right side. But Excellent. I'm not going to agree to anything without... Well, you'll make a no fine ally, the cost. then. I told you, there is no cost other than your allegiance and your willingness to follow. No, you're getting super dodgy about this. Like, I, well, if innocent people could die here, I can't agree to it. There I go again. I can't, like, you just, like... I'm sorry to... just take I'm sorry to hear that, Jarek. offering something cool. Jarek Darkhoff, <laughs> you must suit for the... You know, this is not a good time, okay? I'm in the middle of this thing right now, all right? I'm sorry it's going to come to that, because you're going to be helping me anyway. Uh-oh. I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Three. <laughs> oh, no! Jarek! He's not the wisest dude. Please stand up. Look, I'm going to sit right here in the... Why am I standing? What? Oh. Now, let me explain what you're going to do. Silius, oh. you've just lit this giant plant on fire, and then from the sky, you see Coach flying uh, above you about, let's say, 40 feet in the air. Hello, Coach! <laughs> Did you find the instruction manual? Whoa! <laughs> around the same time. <laughs> around the same time, you see Sarsa kind of uh, uh, run around the, the corner and uh, kind of pull herself up on this uh, on this terrace, going up the stairs. What in blazes was that? Oh, um, me and the Zero were training. Training? You're training? You, you, you just upset the entire city. Well, I didn't do that part. I burnt that plant with a good look. Are you okay? Is he attacking <laughs> you? Well, he tried, but I counterspelled that. Also, look, coach. You mean I just interrupted my date so I could come out here and and and, and everything's fine? Ooh, a date? How did it go? I'm not quite sure I could get down. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> just then, Jarek comes out from an alcove and is running out towards you guys. Jarek! Hey, well, what was the? What was that? He what, cast a where's spell. Where's Coach? Everything's fine. Up there. What? Coach, I'm up here. What? Right, come down. Ah! I, I, Oh, oh, I just think it. Okay. Here I... Oh, oh, ah, Derek, everything's ah, oh. fine. It was just Silas and Nazir here apparently were doing something. We were training. That was the coolest Look thing I've ever done. Look at the plant shadow. Nazir, what, what are you up to? What are you on about? We are just training and I have shown Silas a way to control his abilities to give him more... All right, I'm bored. Uh, I'm going to go back. I had uh, at least half a pint of whiskey left right in front of me. I'm just so glad. Whiskey. I'm so glad this town's not actually under attack. 
That's that's such a relief. I can't tell you. I was beginning to believe what you were gonna you were saying there. It's Tilly. still Nuzir, possible. Nuzir turns with his hound, who kind of blinks away, and then he kind of just like shuffles off. Wait, now we're all back together again. The 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 gang is back together. Jarek, how was your date? Hey, you guys did trade weapons. What's like? No, I, I was no. No, it no, didn't. No, we talking you about? Nope. You, where's the shield thing? What was it? The bracelet? She still has it. Jack, are and you here's, okay? here's the uh, mace. It's right here. You want to see it? Yeah. See? And I'm putting it in his face. See? What? Just give me that. No. I'm not going to... No. Give, give me that. that. Just get nope. it out of my face. <laughs> Jarek, if anybody's going to get that mace, it's going to be me. You wouldn't even know what to do with it if you had it. I could turn myself into bats and stuff. No, you got turned into a bat before, remember? You shrimp. There's no charges on it right now anyway. It's it's out of charges. Well, just give, give it here. No, it's mine. It. Why do you want it so bad? What are you going to do with it? Well, why do you want it? It's out of charges. Well, yeah, I got, guess it's a good... You've got those two awesome Warhammers. Jarek, you're right. What are you on about, mate? I, I'm just a little bit jealous. You guys were... I was just, like, getting all guava-haired, and you guys just were just swapping the... Cool. We haven't swapped just, anything. Well, you don't need to cry about it here. What do you? Right, I take. So Jarek takes the mace of switching. Yes. You want the sword? The sword? Your sword? Yeah. I don't know how to use a sword. That seems. I weird. mean, I, okay. I do know how to use a sword. Let me just get that straight. Mm-hmm. I know exactly how to. But I don't want no angel like screaming at me. I'm gonna take this back now. <laughs> what? What are you gonna do with it? You haven't even told me. I don't know. Hit things. Hit. It's oh, amazing. you're gonna keep it. You're gonna keep it. What? Whoa, no, I'm getting that back from you. Fight, fight. <laughs> Jarek, how was your date? Tell us all about it. Mm. Give well, Coach his mace back. Kishara seems, uh, she's got good wine, I'll tell you that. And uh, You guys got wine? Yeah. I was just sitting in front of a fountain the entire time. <laughs> the heck? He's a wee bit of whiskey. My date sucks. I could still go back and have more. <laughs> well, listen, Kishara told me where I think maybe the last curio is. Wait, did you tell her that we had the curios? No. Then well, how did it come up? I don't know. She said she has people. Like uh, I didn't tell her anything other than well, she knew the mace was something. She knew we had the mace, but I don't you think she knows about this the other woman? one. Uh, well, I don't really trust anybody. But she did. She use her womanly ways on you. Her wiles. Do you even know what that means? Yes, I do, okay. good sir. No, well, no, she didn't use her womanly ways. Well, that's on a me. dumb shame. She's a, <laughs> you know, powerful woman, and I'm sure she has other ways to convince people other than womanly ways. I just know how you are easily convinced. Okay, hey, we like met like four days ago, and probably Jerry, you're you put not that exactly a complicated. You see, no, yeah, he's no, blushing. You, you see no, that he's blushing. No, it's possible, but it didn't happen. Okay. All right, we shared wine, and she gave me a tip. She said to check out the the Undermountain. She thinks she thinks it might be down there. What, did she say what this curio was? Well, we know what the third curio so, is. Yeah, it's the Sorry, spiral, I wasn't paying attention. Spiralina. Spiralite. Spiralite. Yeah, that's the third Do one. Do none of you listen when it. I read to you? Truthfully, no. Absolutely I'm not. Surprised not. Nope. I'm not surprised about either of you, but Jarek, I thought you would pay attention. I knew most of the word, and oh. that's why you're here. <laughs> Fine. Right? You know what it was. Well, we frankly, might know how to go find it. I, I've i received a little bit of a tip as well, but you know how you've been talking about uh, these doppelgangers? Yeah. Hey, by I, the way, do I look okay? 
<laughs> is it cold in here? Yeah, you. Oh you, my god! You all, you oh all my kind gosh. of. You all suddenly noticed because it's, it's been a little dark, and you and with all of the shouting what? and everything on earth, you notice that Celia like has no hair. <laughs> he's he's a doppelganger. Let's no, get him. Not a doppelganger. You do uh, look a wee bit younger my with hair fresh fell face off. Work, it's done. Yeah, I, I can see it fell out just like those bald headed. Pretty soon he's going to turn like a purple color, and then he's going to turn into Jarek, and then I'm going to eat him again. Please don't eat me again. Look. Seriously, we have ground. I went to cast a spell. My hair fell out. (laughs) Luzia showed me how to cast a spell by hugging my book. And now everything's fine. (laughs) None of this makes any sense to me. He's definitely a doppelganger. It didn't really make sense to me at the time either. Well, frankly, I think we've every right to be suspicious of the the, uh, council here. I don't have a scarf. (laughs) I'm I'm just gonna hit him a little bit. All right. No. Yes. I no. Coach, coach, because coach, coach, coach. I need to make sure. Let's think through this. If he could change his shape to look like anything, why would he look like not our friend? Just a little bit. Thank you, Jack. He could just have his beard. You broke my brain a little bit. Frankly, this that's is a very, hard. this is a thing that seems very likely to happen to Silius. It's never happened before. Fine. Literally, none of this crazy stuff has ever happened to I him. I mean, stuff like this happens. All right, well. It's not wrong. Anyways, as I was saying, I've on I've have it on good authority that we ought to be ins- inspecting the Bard's College. Kishar said, "Right here in the Undermountain is maybe where that curio is. I think we should take the ship and go down there." Down like there. now, do we need the Bottom ship the to mines. go down there? Are well, you done you, with you my You kind of know. Uh, you kind of know. Like, if you were to, you could go through a series of caves, but it would take a few hours because it's like going down stairways and through, through hallways. But if you take the ship, you can just go woo, 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 woo. That's about a 10 minute journey. And then you'll be where all of the undermountain caves are. Gotcha. You don't reckon that we should maybe rest up a little bit first? I mean, imagine if there's something that valuable and she's not had the gumption to go down there and fetch it herself. It means we're probably going to be going up against some kind of big bad nasty. Well, it sounded like she thought it was very urgent. And, uh, you know, frankly, I think that's what we're... Aye, all the more reason to rest up ahead of time so we don't kill ourselves. I think we need to go now. I think we should wait until tomorrow. Let's vote. She said it needs to happen now. Why? I guess we're going now. Can I do an, another insight check on, on Jarek and his, like, in... What are you trying to do? out of spells. I guess maybe I wouldn't realize that. Never mind. Coach oh. just wants his mace back. <laughs> Take like, it back. Yeah, okay. But he is being a little, like, weird, because he has not really been super, like, authoritative before. He's just kind of been along for the ride. So... He's just trying okay. to impress his lady friend. Let's she's, be honest. She's not here. Is she? Is if, she the if owl? You wanna, if you want to roll insight, you can roll insight. Eh, I'm going to do insight. Just like whether or not Sarsa would think he was behaving out of character, I guess, okay. would be my yeah. roll. Roll insight and then uh, Zach roll a uh, d20. I also want to grab my oh, mace back. That's not great. <laughs> okay, He's not even doing anything with it. Strength jerk. That's an 11. I rolled a 13 on a d20. He seems urgently uh, convinced. Whatever his conversation was with Kishara, you're getting the sense that that conversation led him to believe that you really should go down there, and there's not much time to do it. He seems uh, like urgently convinced that uh, this is the right course of action. All right. You're going to try to – hold on a sec. And then you're going to try to grab – Jarek, you're making me a little bit angry. Oh, you wouldn't like him when he's angry. (laughs) Give me the mace back now. Coach's possession is nine tenths of the. Wow! Hey, listen. Hey, 
You aren't doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> As one hand goes above and one hand goes... Wait, what? No, that's not what I'm trying to do. Give it back. I'm going to try and pull it. Okay. Uh, we're going to have a strength check, a strength contest strength between the contest. two of you. Okay. It's a contest of strength. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled a one. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, that's a little... Is, is it a... We're both rolling athletics. Yeah. Uh, I mean, 20. I rolled a one. Yeah. Dirty 20. <laughs> So, dirty <laughs> oh, I think you just you. lost a finger, Zach. Um, so, so here's what Give happens. Back. Uh, you guys are both grabbing it, and Coach just gives a, a hard uh, tug, but it kind of, but kind of tugs back, and Jarek tugs back, but it actually bashes him in the face, <laughs> oh. and you take two points of bludgeoning damage, and you instantly let go, ah. and then he gets oh, the mace back. Jarek, I'm sorry. Are you okay, man? Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, you're bleeding a little. Oh, you're bleeding a lot. Oh, those face wounds. Oh, it's really bad. I is mean, it? you're you're just gushing out of your face. Well, your I, nose is bleeding. Who's worse, me or him? Him, definitely. <laughs> I'm just missing hair. I'm in uh, perfect health. Yeah, but you look terrible. I mean, have you seen a mirror? It's, no, I haven't. I've been standing here. It is it's real gross. I look for a cloth or something to hold against. Yeah, you have you have a like a cloth and. Oh, I'm sorry, Jarek. Tissue. You, you weren't giving it back. Well. It's my mace. You can you trade know, me for it if you want. You're, Are I, you I offered you the sword. It's a vicious longsword. Why, why would you give up your sword I exactly? I like to smash things more than slice them up. That's kind of your thing. Coach, I've already told you I gave you this bigger bracelet. If you'll trade me for that mace. I'm thinking about it. All I'm right. thinking about it. We'll discuss it over a pint. All right, look, let's just get in the ship. We can be down there in 10 minutes. And uh, she said, tunnel number 16. Hey, I'm down for some late night action. Doesn't it seem odd, though, that she knows exactly what tunnel it's in and she's done nothing to go get it herself? Well, maybe it's just the lead, right? She, knows I mean, she apparently come. knows it's down there now and she needs a team of awesome people to go get it. I just we think are we should awesome. wait until the morning. I uh, could use a the nap. The morning is not I'm now. I'm going to pull out yes. my sending stone. Now you can over. take a nap here if you want to. Okay. And I'm going to just say, hey, quick question. Do you oh, have an- what, what? Hello? Oh, sorry. What are you, oh. are you having a wee snooze? Oh, uh, no. I it just caught me off guard. I was, it's uh, Sarsa. Did you, know, did you know it's me? I recognized your, your accent. Oh. oh, hello, Sasa. It's Bartleby. Hi, Bartleby. Uh, quick <laughs> question. <laughs> you know, down there in the the under the under belly area. The, the under mountain. Aye, the under mountain. Yeah. Do you wouldn't know much about uh, any uh, tunnel sixteen? Tunnel sixteen. Uh, well, I I don't know it, uh, specifically offhand, but there's a couple of tunnels that that are uh, closed off. I think in the upper tens and. Uh, it might be one of those. Can't think of any reason why someone maybe should or shouldn't be going down there, did you? Not off the top of my head. Well, why right. do you ask? Oh, uh, taint nothing. Don't you worry yourself. Go back to sleep. Just a, oh, oh. a bet, a little bit of a bar bet, you know, oh. we're out having a pint. All right. Well, maybe if you could tell me. And then you kind of like hang up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. We're sorry. Let's do it. All right. Uh, we're taking a ship down there, right? I yeah. guess I've been outvoted. Yep. All right, so I've been in a mine Cres- so long. The I'm so Crescent excited. Squall Two. The Crescent Squall Two. So you head, you kind of, you know, uh, briskly walk over to the landing pad, which is not too far. The Royal Landing Pad. You jump on. Freezing out here. So you jump on. You jump on the uh, the Cres- Crescent Squall Two, and you head down to. Um, Jarek kind of gives you directions of what he says. Kishara gave you kind of a, a specific cave to go into, which is a boarded-off cave that's closed. 
And hey, that Kishara, she was quite thorough there, wasn't she, there, Jarek? Yeah, well, she's a compelling woman, mm-hmm. I guess. It, mm. She says she could talk to plants. So, oh. you know, that was, we had that between us. Aye, is that the only thing that was between you? Yeah, tell us more. Spill the tea. Listen, we're, it's going to take us at least ten minutes to get there. You can give us a little bit of detail. So, so as you're as you're talking, let me let uh, kind of describe the scene of what's physically going on with the cave. You go past uh, a series of boards that say "Keep Out, Dangerous," um, and you can easily kind of pry them aside or use some force to get them out of the way. You don't have to roll for it. Uh, there are two mining carts, and uh, it, it is it is a slow incline down, so you can either walk or you can actually get in the mining cart which has a little brake on it and you can ride down Somebody the mine. Somebody hop in, I'll give you a push. Uh, Coach, you, you're very familiar with the mining cart system. Mm-hmm. Uh, you recognize this is a uh, X20. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's, um, it's a it's a top of the line mining cart. Um, well, 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 what uh, you do haven't we have seen, here? You, you guys have the X22, but uh, X20 was, was a really Look well regarded. Look these bearings. These things are just, just in pristine condition. This thing is going to roll right in there. Salias so is going to call shot no, I guess it'd be Blunderbuss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like kind of a little train car. That yeah. it's, it's one in the front and one in the back, and then there's a cart. Uh, the Stars is going to get in the back, and like she's trying to be like cool, but she's really like not comfortable with this mine cart. Okay. No, trust me. I have inspected it. I'm fine. I'm fine. I wait. wait. Get in there. I'm, I'm in. I'm in. How many are there? Two? Yeah, two. So two, get two, the other one. Two yeah, a car. Go. All right. So you kind of like. Kind of roll forward. I'm gonna I'm gonna do that bobsled thing where I'm like pushing <laughs> on the back. <laughs> One, uh, two. All right, but I'm counting in Dorvish. So who's in the first uh, the first cart? Two of you in the first cart. I think uh, Sarsa and I are in the front one. Okay, no, Sarsa, Sarsa wouldn't want to be in the front one. Okay, okay. So Jarek and Salias <laughs> in the front, and that. then Sarsa and Coach hops into the back one. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> right. So <laughs> you kind of go down. Oh! It takes about five minutes Ooh. of just kind of slowly roll. You know, you're, you're getting some momentum. You're going about maybe 15 miles an hour <laughs> at that one point. It's like, wind chill is impressive. <laughs> when she realizes it's not going that fast, starts to kind of relaxes. She's like, and then oh, as okay. it gets further. 15 miles an hour is, you know, mine cart's pretty quick. Yeah, it's pretty, I mean, it's not pretty good. Um, as it gets further down, further down. Oh, dear. It gets darker and uh, darker, and there's no yes. light. Keep your hands where I can see them, boy, all. You're talking to me? Hi. I'm just enjoying the mine air. I got light on my shield. Mm. Oh, light. Ah! Ah! Why? We don't all have dark vision, you guys. Jarek's behind me, so it doesn't bother Humans. me. Humans. <laughs> it's really just you. Yes. <laughs> we don't all have dark vision. <laughs> I'm sorry. Some of us do. Whoa. Oh, yeah. dear. Light, I will light put it is that cast. way. Well, my night vision's shot. Oh, man, I miss being down here. This brings back well, some good memories Well, since nobody of my asked, my date was lovely. There were candles and a fader player, and 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 people were fancy, and there was there was it was it was a proper date, like a real lady. Did you get a kiss? Nobody did hold <laughs> me and. Oh, hold you in what? <laughs> no, my my hand. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And you come to a stop. And what you see is a cavern with a couple of steps in front of you. There are, um, there's a large kind of open space with uh, a few barrels and um, uh, crates. And then there's a large metal door. 
Mmm. This is some dwarven handiwork right here. Don't so, suppose oh. it'll just open to you. Oh, no. Usually there's uh, some kind of, like, lock and mech. In- oh, no, let me check it. I just, like, smash into it with my shield. You, you go, so it, it, you have to go so down some steps idea. and you yeah, kind of walk forward. While he's doing that, can I just make a perception check just to, like, check for anything that looks untoward about the door? Maybe not exactly traps, but, like, maybe well, some magic or... Before you do that, Uh-oh. as Jarek walks hastily towards the door, one of the barrels sprouts arms and legs and goes, ah! and kind of screams and runs towards Jarek. What was that?